It's the Country 104.9 Mornings with Matt and Fatty podcast. I guess we've discovered all there is to discover. The slogan on our license plates, yours to discover, is being replaced by a place to grow. I kind of like that. It's nice. We grow a lot here in Huron County. We can get behind this. Place to grow, I didn't realize, is based off an old-timey song. It goes back to Expo 67 that was in Montreal, and it was the jingle at the Ontario booth. Can you imagine working in this Ontario booth and hearing this god-awful song? on loop. Listen to this. This is the song our new slogan's based on. Give us a place to stand and a place to grow and call this land Ontario. Oh, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, it's... it's that's an acid trip, dude. That's it's crazy. That is nuts. Uh, what does this remind me of? It took me back to my childhood. It reminded me of that episode of The Simpsons. Uh-huh. When The Simpsons go to... First thing I it's thought. Like, it's like Disney World, but for Duff Beer. Duff Beer for me. Duff Beer for me. <laughs> I'll have enough. You have Sing the, it. Buck Beer for, for me. me. Buck, Buck Beer for you. Give us a place to stand. We celebrated an early Easter, the Hussey family, all nine of us and kids. With and the a, kids, there's 37. It's huge. So you need a lot of food. We all bring a big potluck dish. I woke up late, got sucked into the Masters, as anyone who likes golf would. It was a, it was a great match. Then I realized we're eating at one. It's already 11. I don't have time to cook anything. Quickly went to the grocery store. And because you hate your family, you got uh, mac and cheese. Mac and cheese. That's a bit of a sin to bring that to Easter dinner, isn't it? But, but it went over okay. It was all right. See, the kids always just grab the meatballs and the mashed potatoes anyway, but I saw kids with meatballs, mashed potatoes, and mac and cheese yesterday. Matt Hussey, the hero of early Easter. I think I got some food into the kids. I was thinking of the children. Yeah, and only four people got food poisoning. I know. I usually bring beet salad. Oh. And I usually go home with beet salad. Yeah, dude. What the hell's wrong with you? So it was nice. I didn't have to bring anything home. Why? Because I like beets. Does anyone else like beets? No. No. The answer is always no to the question, does anybody else like beets? This is bad news for hipsters with beards. All you had to say was hipsters. Yeah, I guess so. That's kind of a given, isn't it? Yeah, it's like dogs with legs. <laughs> hipsters with beards. <laughs> Men with beards carry more germs than dogs, apparently. You live with two gentlemen who happen to have I beards. do. Does he claim to be a hipster, the older one? He's got a beard. He's handsome and he owns a camper van. And he works at a craft brewery. I'd say he's a hipster. He's full hipster. All the bearded men, aged 18 to 76, they showed high microbial counts. But only 23 out of the 30 dogs they tested had high counts. So the dogs were cleaner than the men's beards. Dogs eat their own crap. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> Scary, isn't dogs it? Dogs are licking toilet bowls, eating garbage off the grass. So bearded men have been weighing in on this. Yeah, it's just a study done by men who can't grow beard. The bearded people yeah. think that the people who did the study are jealous of their beards. Or perhaps Gillette's behind this study or oh, something. Yeah. Trying to sell razor blades. This is good news for me, though, because I don't really cuddle up to my bearded adult sons anymore. But I do cuddle up to my dog. Yeah. And to be fair, all on your own, you're incredibly dirty. You don't need a beard to do it. That's right. You're a real man. 
big news coming out of the science world today. We might get our first photo of a black hole. When a big star gets too big, it collapses in on itself and it sucks in everything, including light. Wow. It sucks in everything into like a singularity single cell. That's right. how forceful this thing is. We've never seen one. We theorize them. We know they're there. But scientists have come up with a camera that doesn't use light. This is using radio waves because these black holes send out radio waves. Photograph that to get a sense of the shape and the size and the magnitude of these black holes. This is so cool. Up until now, the only people that have seen a black hole have been your proctologists. Yeah. I yeah. went for a colonoscopy a couple years ago. Yeah. I saw a black hole last night. I drove through Carlo. Oh. We're kidding, Carlo. Don't send us letters. I've never seen a black hole, but I know what one feels like. I got sucked into my neighbor's conversation the other day. He was talking about the town council. That's meeting. a Huron yeah. County black hole. All these stories about science just so we can make fun of a couple towns in Huron County. Oh. It's a low Shame bar. On us. Low bar at country. 104.9. Alberta's blue now. United Conservative Party picked up a majority government in last night's election. Seems to be a bit of a blue wave going on. A little bit of a blue wave, and we're kind of wondering right now, maybe the province of Alberta will make some of the same changes our government's made here in Ontario, maybe changing their license plate slogan. So in case they do that, so the current slogan on their license plate is Wild Rose Country. Beautiful. Mm. Maybe something like Alberta, Canada's Texas. Yeah, that's pretty close. I feel like it's appropriate. Alberta, must own a pickup truck. Alberta, home of Stephen Harper's haircut. Alberta, take your Prius back to Vancouver. A very appropriate. Yeah, a lot yeah. of Alberta people believe that. <laughs> Alberta, Nickelback lives here. <laughs> or maybe Alberta, sorry for Nickelback, since yeah. we're Canadian. Both of those work. We Both apologize. Of those work. Alberta, cowboy boots in summer. Yep, they got the stampede, totally. Uh, Alberta, we have a freaking roller coaster in a mall. West Edmonton Mall, oh, beautiful yeah. West Edmonton Mall. Yeah, yeah. Alberta, watch for large roadkill. Also, a warning to people out in Alberta, our PC government seems to be obsessed with beer. Yeah. Uh, careful. They might want to change your name to Alberta. Ooh. They might just all out change the province name. I'd be okay with that, but I don't live in Alberta. Be on the alert. I was watching a bit of the Masters yesterday, and, and part of the fun of watching it is looking at that beautiful course. I mean, every blade of grass is in the right place. Even the bunkers are beautiful. So there was a guy, went to the Masters. This was a while ago. One awful move that he made affected his life forever. Dreamed of going to the Masters. While he was there, he grabbed a cup, went into one of the bunkers, and stole some of the sand this rare sand. Someone saw him, police came, everybody came, handcuffed him, threw him in jail with all the criminals, made up to the media that, that uh, he was this crazy guy and there was a foot chase, all that never really happened. But this one move to take sand home to his young son cost this guy his whole life. He, apparently he would go to golf tournaments later in life and people would throw sand in his face. Criminal record now. He just can't go anywhere. He ended up becoming a recluse, depressed in his home. 20000 bucks it costed him in the end. Oh, that much money? He could have just slept with Tiger Woods or something. <laughs> would have been the easier route. There was this weather woman. She responded after getting death threats last Sunday. She got death threats for this? Okay, this was during the Masters. Where Tiger Woods won. It was awesome. Fans have been waiting a decade to see a performance like this and to see Tiger come back. Totally. So I get people's disappointment when she had to interrupt the game to warn people that there were tornadoes ripping through the U.S. on the same day. So she interrupted the Masters so that she could tell people, hey, your life might be in jeopardy. Seems like a worthwhile reason to interrupt a television program. 
So she tweeted this out to everyone sending me death threats right now. You wouldn't be saying a darn thing if a tornado was ravaging your home this afternoon. Lives are more important than five minutes of golf. People beg to differ. People in the path of the tornado were like, uh-uh, CBS. A tornado could be outside my house and I don't care. Put the masters back on. I understand there's tornado warnings going on and CBS needs to tell us, but send me a text or something. Put the Masters back on. They were upset. At the same time, I also get it. The Leafs are in the playoffs right now. Okay. And if the, if the Leafs were in the fourth round playing for the Stanley Cup, Game 7, it's do or die. It's period three. It's a tie score. Mm-hmm. Five minutes left in the third. And then a weather alert comes on about a tornado. Ugh, just... I'm never going to get this again in my lifetime. Take me, Tornado. Let me finish the Leafs game. I get it. I had this happen to me last Saturday. I was performing, and the Leafs game was on. And I ended up stopping performing because people were into the game. You don't mess with people's sports games. It's playoff hockey, brother. Stop that singing. I'm trying to watch the hockey game. The hussy boy keeps singing. Yeah, I kept getting looks, and I'm like, okay, I think I'm just going to shut her down. Pipe down, songbird. Yeah. Seriously, I did. I shut her down and let people watch the game. Let people watch the game. Leafs lost last night, by the way. (laughs) It wasn't pretty. Great new series on Netflix. It's called Our Planet, produced by the same people that did Planet Earth. So, of course, I got watching this. It's narrated by David Attenborough. David Attenborough. He pronounces Jaguar funny. He pronounces a lot of words funny. Yeah. Because he's British. But some parents watching this with their kids, I was watching it with my kids, mind you, they're adult kids, but uh, I get why they complained. My wife couldn't watch. There was a scene with flamingos and there's this baby flamingo that gets left behind. Yeah, they, the flamingos yeah. migrate to this salt water area. Ugh. And this one baby flamingo, his feet are so coated in salt, he can't walk. Looks like he's wearing salt boots. And he dies. And then, the, he, of course, the narrator hints, this will be somebody's lunch later. This yeah. flamingo will make a salty lunch <laughs> it's, for a It's horrific. And then there's this other scene with it's, the it, walruses. It is kind of a bummer scene, but it, it's, it's interesting. This is the scene that was getting the kids crying. So the walruses, they're crowded on this 80-meter high cliff because the sea ice is usually there and it's not there anymore. And so they all crowd into one place. So they climb up this cliff actually to get away from the big crowds. There's... I think hundreds of thousands of walruses on this one little beach. So they're climbing up the cliff and then they get to the top of the cliff and they realize, oh, I'm hungry and fish live in the water below. Instead of climbing back down, they just dive headlong off the cliff. Well, they forget that they climbed 80 feet or whatever. (laughs) Because they're walruses and they're dumb. And they're like, I'm hungry. And they don't have very good eyesight. They look over, oh, I'm hungry. Why do you assume walruses talk like that? Water's down there. I guess if they... I was a walrus, I would be offended so they, by they... your language. <laughs> I'm offended on behalf of the walruses. They get hungry. They they can see kind of sense that there's water below, so they just hurl themselves off the cliff. And the documentarians show the walruses hitting the rocks. Oh, It's, it's a little violent. It's, it's a horrid scene. It is the natural world. And the idea of the documentary is to show that because of climate change, there's no ice and this is what happens to the walrus. Well, I was expecting some kind of graceful dive into the water. That's what I thought the was going to happen. The walruses get hungry and need to get back to the water. And they swan dive and, and into and the ne- ocean water. Next thing you know, they're tumbling down the cliff. There's blood. There's guts everywhere. And the kids are crying. It's unbelievable. Why is the walrus dying, Mommy? It's horrible. So now Netflix has taken the parents' warnings, and they've actually put a warning up before some of these episodes now, say, hey, 
this, there's some graphic things in here. You're going to see some walruses completely eat it. You're going to see polar bears eat seals. Yeah. Baby seals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's horrific, but it's nature. Okay, I'm all for this series. When I saw this series, my biggest complaint about planet Earth is that they, I think they made the Earth look like it was in great shape. You know? Everything's good and animals are thriving. Everything's great. They don't tell you that that little piece of land that the lemurs jumping around in is a little piece of land. There's not much left for the, for them to thrive. So the point of this documentary is that, yeah, we're in rough shape. We need to do something. So they do show the ugly parts that people don't want to see. So I praise them for this, even though I do get the warnings because it is tough to watch. My wife couldn't watch The Little Flamingo. Yeah, poor Little Flamingo. But it's definitely a worthwhile series. So if you got Netflix, yeah. check out Our Planet. It's as gripping as it is violent. So this happened. People in Zambia, they were drinking a high-powered energy drink, realized it had an unusual side effect. Some people complained, tested it, and it contained Viagra. (laughs) One part of the body getting a little extra energy. Yeah, no kidding. I guess you could say. I I guess it wasn't a soft drink. (laughs) It was less of a a 7-up and more of a a 3.5-up. Talk about a stiff drink. Nice. <laughs> it was more like it was like a Coke with one letter taken out. Oh, oh. nice. Measles parties. Parents have their kids all over to get them exposed to the measles. It's being promoted on anti-vax Facebook pages. Health officials were warning people not to have measles parties. There, yeah. there has to be an announcement for this. Yeah, you put together a little measles party kit. Yeah. Well, you can spread the disease through just having the kid blow out the cake. Here's some games maybe they could play. Pin the needle on the anti-vaxxer. Yeah. Yeah. Ouch, you got vaccinated. You lose. Careful, the post on Facebook. Not beer pong, but fear pong. The fear your child might die because of exposure to measles. And you've got to fill all the kids with conspiracies. We feel we played that in college so much. Simon says, that's a a classic game. Simon says, run on the spot. Get vaccinated. Oh, Simon didn't say. Oh, you got me. Oh, you lose. Oh, you got me. Dodge needle. If you can dodge a needle, you can dodge a ball. Forget pick up sticks, pick up rickets. My grandpa used to play that. He ironically died of rickets. Ugh. Bobbing for apples and mumps. Complete with sing songs too. Pop goes the measles and ring around the rosy. Maybe we could do some dancing. The, the chicken pox dance. The chicken pox dance. I got the measles. Please don't take our advice. Police say they hadn't seen anything like this in 13 years. 13 years. Yeah. Woman calls 911 on a home invader. Oh, that's scary. She heard all these noises in the bathroom. This was actually a house that she was house-sitting. She figured a thief had been in and got locked himself in the bathroom or herself. Nothing more terrifying than being locked in a home with somebody you don't know who could be dangerous. So I heard all this noise going around. Police come in. They bring the dogs. They bring the whole team. Kick the door in. And there's a Roomba in the bathroom. (laughs) Can you imagine? They breached the bathroom door and encountered the Roomba. Anyways, they shot the Roomba 17 times. It's dead. They even put out a poster on their Twitter page. A most wanted with a picture of a Roomba underneath it. Can you imagine, though, all those police resources put into this? Calls like that must really suck. That's good, though. Nobody got hurt. You didn't even get my dad joke, did you? I I wasn't listening to you. I typically don't. That call really sucked. Oh. Because it was a vacuum. There you go. Ah, 
Did you point out that I missed it because you wanted your rim shot? I wanted my rim shot. <laughs> I, deserved, I made a good joke and I deserved the rim shot. I deserved my rim shot. One thing I've noticed as I'm getting older, it's easy to judge the younger generation because you forget what that was like. At a certain point in your life, past 50, 60, you lose all your memories of what it was actually like to be a young person. Then you start judging them thinking, oh, they don't know how to do anything. You saw this list pop up on your Facebook feed shared by a number of people and you're not young. So you follow a bunch of older people on Facebook. 40 old fashioned skills the kids need to know today. As if they don't know them. And we happen to have a young person in studio co Kate, who goes to Central here on Secondary, figured we'd run some of these by her, see if she knows some of these. How to write a letter. Yes, I've written, writ, written, written many. Learn how to say written is another <laughs> one on the list. They really don't have to know how to write a traditional letter, though. Email's fine. It's mail, but it's E. How to take a message or how to make a phone call. I can do both of those. You can send a text message and make a phone call on the same device now. How so, to play with a baby. That's weird. How to make a genuine apology. Yeah, can do that. Take notice of the needs around you. Painting young people as being these insensitive idiots. The list of things old people should be able to do. Number one, figure out your phone by yourself. Number two, figure out the Wi-Fi. The world would be in chaos if, if the generation, say, before me released a list like this. Kids need to know how to churn butter. They just don't know how to churn butter these days. Learn how to play Atari better. Tailgating is something that might become legal. Provincial budgets, part of that budget's going to propose legalizing tailgating. We have co-op Kate in studio. When we mentioned tailgating could be legal. She was <laughs> like, yeah, I hate when people follow me too close. Yeah, <laughs> not that tailgating on the road. That'll probably continue to be illegal. Yeah. Don't tailgate. This is when you go to a sporting event and you have a few beers out in the parking lot. A few meaning four, five, six, or maybe 12 beers. Then you go watch your sporting event and then you drive your lit butt home. Yeah, or a music festival. Yeah, luck no music in the field. What could go wrong? You. What could possibly Drinking go wrong? Drinking in vehicles in the back of the truck. I mean... And then you drive later. Not a good idea. I mean, I get their whole point is adults will be adults and make the right decisions. But do they? <laughs> do they? No, I'm an adult and I make terrible decisions <laughs> all the time. Forget tailgating, though. There's other Huron County pastimes that should be legal, like cow tipping, mailbox smashing, gravel running, Tim Hortons loitering. Yeah. Talking yeah. to you, St. Anne's and Clinton. S smoking cigarettes and hey? blowing it in the face of everybody walking in. <laughs> that should totally be legal. <laughs> This is the drink. He, he's going to be the party premier, though. Well, it is bizarre. Okay, so in this next budget, alcohol and convenience stores is coming up. We've already had the bucket beer thing, the tailgating. Uh, does he like to drink? I think so. We should just start calling him Funnel Ford. Chug Ford. Chug Ford. Doug Floored. Ooh, nice. Mug, uh, Mug Ford. Glug Ford. Glug Ford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot of drinking names that he could have. <laughs> he loves to drink that Ford. He'd probably respond to them all. My friends. We've all known that dogs have superpowers. They can smell things that we can't smell, sense things that we can't sense. There's this new study where they've trained dogs to sniff out cancer. These dogs are so good at it. Nearly 100% accuracy, 97%. And they can detect cancer 18 months before medical tests reveal anything. And since there's no cure for cancer, early detection 
is your best chance to beat it. Mr. Hussey, you've turned 40s. It's time, it's time to us to start probing for prostate cancer. We're going to bring in the doctor. Yeah. The doctor's going to come in and uh, have a sniff around your, your anus. And uh, I assure you, he's not getting any pleasure out of it. This is purely medical, sir. It's genius, too. It's time for my dog test. You get your dog test every year. I've gone in for that prostate exam. Yeah. And it's it's not something you look forward to. But if you can avoid the finger and have like a cute golden retriever come in and just sniff around instead, I'm totally for that. That would make it all better, wouldn't He's it? He's sniffing anyways. Why not do it for medicine? Yeah. Thanks, doctor. Dogs are amazing. Detroit Catholics are permitted to eat rodent during Lent. Apparently some of the rules include a not eating meat on the Fridays during Lent yeah, and on Ash Wednesday as well. But the Catholic Diocese in Detroit says you're not supposed to eat meat, but will allow muskrat. There's a longstanding permission of eating muskrat. In fact, the priest saying this was saying anybody that eats muskrat is doing an act of penance worthy of the greatest of saints. This is what a lot of the early missionary priests used to eat. So if, if you're a practicing Catholic and we got Easter coming up this Friday, we got Good Friday coming up, and you've been debating, do I go to the store and get muskrat? Thumbs up from the church. Yeah. You're good to go. Church is allowing this to happen. And you know what? Oh, they, they say muskrat is the chicken of the Lake Huron tributary system. It's just a long-lasting saying. Well, apparently those who have tasted it say it tastes like duck. Mm-mm. Mm. Muskrat. Yeah. Duck that. Ha. <laughs> Sorry. You did that joke off mic and co-op Kate laughed her butt off. So this is what I appreciate about co-op Kate because I can do my dad jokes and she laughs. My kids roll their eyes, but she laughs at me. Co-op Kate laughs. So I'm adopting Kate. I so co-op jokes. Kate is now co-op Kate Hussey. <laughs> Thanks. Go. You're part of the Hussey clan now. Can I adopt you? Mm. Uh, she's got parents already, but yeah. so we'll, your uh, people will talk to their people. Actually, I'm looking for my My boys roll their eyes, but my... My daughter laughs at me, so she'll, she'll be home soon. So I'll get a few laughs at <laughs> I me. I guess pity laughter is laughter. Internet challenges. Apparently the latest one is called the Shell Challenge. It's this year's Tide Pond Challenge. It's when people post videos of themselves eating things with the shell on them. For example, they would eat the peel of the banana with the banana. The orange with the peel still on. Taking a bite out of the butter with the foil still on it and just, ouch, I don't really get it. I haven't actually seen any videos of kids doing this, but I've seen reports where adults are worried about kids doing this. I think these are just jokes that the kids are playing on adults and news organizations because they think, hey, this is a great story. It's the latest challenge. Let's interview some doctors on why they shouldn't eat packaging in plastic. Well, duh. Obviously, you shouldn't eat the peel of the banana. There's pesticides or whatever on there. Obviously, you shouldn't eat the plastic bag that your carrots is in because you could choke on it. There should be the talking doctor challenge where doctors refuse to do these interviews now and just let natural selection take its course. Challenge to adults to not comment on the challenges. Yeah, totally. And then they would just stop, I think. Just getting a kick out of adults talking about these supposed threats. Adults love talking about how stupid the young people are. It's it's a challenge to not say anything. It sure is. This guy, he had an unfortunate experience with an Ikea stool. Had a knee injury. So Klaus... Let's call him. Well, that's his name. His name is Klaus. Is this in German? Norway. German? No, okay. Norway. Klaus. Where they love their Ikea. He invested in a Marius stool to sit on while he showered. Isn't Ikea Swedish? It is, but Norway's pretty close by. Okay. Plan backfired big time. (laughs) 
that's some nonsense logic. It's Not like, really. It was American beer, so you know Canadians like yeah. different things. So while sitting on this stool, oh, I should say too, the stool has holes around it. It's part of the design. You've seen those in it's bars. Circular holes around it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has holes where things can get through if the stool's in the shower. So he's sitting on the stool... And one of his testicles went into one of the holes. One of the jewels fell in a hole. One of the jewels. Hot water. Things expanded. Things expand when they get warm. So he's like, oh no, went to stand up and the stool came with him. Yeah. And then <laughs> screams followed. And then screams followed. Uh, fortunately, he ran out of hot water, which was his saving grace. So things kind of went back to normal. He got out of the stool. Thankfully, his water heater was on the fritz. And he was able to secure himself from the stool. Saving grace. And so he did what all people do when this happens. Goes on to Facebook to alert everyone else out there that might happen to have this stool not meant for the shower in their shower. Dumb. And then somebody screen capped it, sent it to the news. It was like, idiot Klaus got his nuts stuck in a chair. Yeah, so everyone <laughs> knows about his unfortunate circumstance. Even Ikea heard about it. They responded and said, uh, hey, Klaus, we recommend you take the stool out of the shower. If you choose to keep it in the shower, make sure you're well-dressed for your next sea excursion. So what he ended up doing was he covered the stool with a washcloth. Problem solved. Smart. Uh, but really, though, does anyone know where the nuts go when you're putting together Ikea furniture? Uh, Look at Matt Hussey. We did that whole story for a nut joke. Historically, April 15th has been host to some catastrophic events. We saw this recently with the burning down of Notre Dame. Other things that happened on that very day. The sinking of the Titanic. Lincoln's assassination. Really? Same day. Abraham Lincoln. Boston Marathon bombing. Same day. Just a historically a tragic day. So we did a little more digging, found that there was a lot of other really strange and very tragic events that happened on April 15th throughout history. Yeah, the, the food spam was released that day, too. Oh, good Lord. Uh, what an awful thing that is. Back on April 15th, I think it was in 2001, Garth Brooks introduced his alter ego, Chris Gaines. What a disaster. What a tragedy for humanity. Justin Bieber took his first singing lesson that day. Oh, my goodness. Who knew what would follow? I think it was on April 15th in 2011. Uh, that was the day the film Glitter was released. Oh, terrible movie. To do that to humanity is just awful. Gangnam Style also was released that day. Oh, my goodness. Oh, just termites for our ears. A lot of bad things happened on that day, so don't let that day get you down. I think it's also the day they put the speed bumps in at Carlo. Oh, that's a tough one. Yeah. That's a tough one. We like to play a little game called, is it a craft beer or indie rock band name? Indie rock band or craft beer. All right. First All right. one, Norwegian Fog. I know that one because I had it this weekend from Square Brew. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Great band name though, wouldn't it be? We are Norwegian Fog. Yeah. We butter the bread with butter. I'm going to go indie rock band. You're right. I am right. That is correct. <laughs> Space Station Middle Finger. That sounds like a craft beer. You're right. Yeah. Correct, Amundo. Diarrhea Planet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is definitely a rock band. I'm going to say from England. Sounds like a good beer, though, too. Yeah. It no, it doesn't sound like a rock good beer band. at all. Sounds no. like Bud Light. Hellgate. Oh, Hellgate sounds like a metal band. Is that a band? No, it's a beer. Oh, I got that one wrong. <laughs> Hellgate. The Abbey Baguette. Not Baguette. 
Baggett. Baggett. Abby Baggett. It sounds like a rock band. I'm going to go rock band. No, it's a local cowbell beer. Mm. That's a cowbell beer? One of the Renegade series. I got to drink more cowbell. More cowbell. Give me one more. Even more Jesus. Even more Jesus. <laughs> I'm going to go rock band. Is that a rock band? <laughs> no, it's a beer. That's a beer. Oh, no. <laughs> Proving once again, Fatty needs to drink more. Support your local craft brewer. It's good beers. Provincial budget came down yesterday for 2019. A lot of stuff in there, including a bill that's going to come through soon. That's going to allow alcohol sales starting at 9 a.m., which I kind of like. You and I are up before the rooster crows. Yeah. And our morning show's done at 9 a.m. That means you and I could walk our silly butts down to Square Brew right down the street, theoretically. And have a drink. Have a drink at 9 a.m. Yeah. That's not bad, man. Our 9 a.m. is other people's 11 a.m. I feel like this law was crafted just for us. I know, for radio DJs. Yeah. I don't think I've ever had a drink at 9 a.m. You didn't go to college? Well, I did, but I didn't drink in college. <laughs> you were a good boy in college. <laughs> you didn't do anything in college. No. You didn't, party, you didn't smoke pot. I you focused on my studies. You didn't drink much. <laughs> you were dating your who would soon be your wife Yeah, in college. You didn't do much in college. We yeah. got we to gotta send you to college. I feel like that would be a good movie, right? Radio jock. Back to college. Totally straight edge. There was a Rodney Dangerfield movie like that. He went back to college in his old age and partied. That's already been done. I would totally watch that movie. And you let loose and Natalie gives you like a hall pass. It just seems like this government's fascinated with drinking. There is the talk of beer and convenience stores. The tailgating legalization. Buck a beer. I don't know. Doug Ford have something he's hiding? He's not hiding anything. He's just a... The party premier, I guess. Have you met the Fords before? Have you read any reports about the Fords? They love to party. Yeah, Rob used to kind of be drunk when he'd go to events. His his brother, rest his soul, yeah, has been seen on camera a bunch of times, red-faced, smashed. Yeah. Smashed. They like their booze, I guess. They like their booze and other things as well. So this doesn't surprise me at all. Hey, it's going to be mixed for some good parties, some tailgating, some dollar beers. What could possibly go wrong, Matthew? Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to the movie about you going back to college. I know. Coffee helps with life, doesn't it? Sure. In Switzerland, though, they've decided coffee's not an essential emergency item. Damn Swiss. I beg to differ. What do the Swiss know? What do they know? Them and their cheese. With them and their mountains (laughs) and chocolate. And yodeling. And happiness. Their free health care. They're so happy they don't need coffee. They're stockpiling a bunch of food, a bunch of stuff in case they need to survive. Ever since the end of the Second World War, they stockpile things like sugar, rice, plans to abolish the emergency stockpiling of coffee. Figure it's not vital for human survival. Which is nonsense. That's nonsense. I get it, though. You don't need coffee, but you need coffee. There's not a lot of nutrients, I guess, in coffee. Fair enough. I thought it was healthy. It's a bean. Doesn't count as a serving of beans. Grows on a tree. It's a fruit, isn't it? It's a legume. Grows on a bush, I guess. Opposition, though, to the proposal's brewing. Shame on you. Shame on you. Is beer in that stockpile? No. No coffee, no beer. Am I going to have to drink vitamin water like a savage? People are accusing the Ontario PC government of branding their own party with the new plates that are coming out. They're going to say a place to grow. They do have the Tory blue stuck in there. Yeah, the progressive conservative color is blue and they're going to be black and blue. NDP leader Andrea Horvath said the change shows Ford's just using public money for partisan purposes and branding his own brand. She might be on to something though because I was looking at some cars yesterday and I even seen the word Ford on some of them. It's just 
just so egregious. And it was like almost permanent. It was like something that was screwed on. It was like a company screwed on the term Ford. Taking it a little too far. Yeah, that's crazy advertising from the government. To be fair, Mm -hmm. Kathleen Wynne, under the Liberals, she had the Winnebago, which ironically can now hold all the remaining members of the Liberals in the legislature. Oh, came in Liberal Red or Patrick Brown. NDPs did this, the ND Prius. Yeah, runs great, but costs a fortune up front. Yeah. The Country 104.9 Mornings with Matt and Fatty Podcast.